Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 196, Into the Quiet Zone. Remember the Twilight Zone episodes? I know I'm dating myself here, but there was often such magic in those short half-hour black-and-white presentations. Rod Serling's voice still echoes in my mind way back from 1959 as he hypnotically stated, You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the twilight zone. With brief opening narration from The Eve of the End to We're about to discover that sometimes the product of man's talent and genius can walk amongst us untouched by the normal ravages of time. That perfection is relative, that even robots have to be paid for, and very shortly we will be shown exactly what is the bill. Or this gem, from this moment on, her companion on a trip to California will be terror, her root, fear, her destination, quite unknown. The urge to go deep into the cave is strong for me now to enter my own bastion of twilight zone and see what is reflected in my own crazed internal hall of mirrors. Not always pretty, yet somehow necessary to find some centering in this oft-spinning, out-of-control world of current events and past missteps and future fears. I know I sometimes cling to false ideas like a bulldog stuck on its prey. Only a stick up my butt can jar me into awareness. Thus the need for imposed self-purification of some sort. I've long ago dispensed with the hearty self-assurance that only inexperienced youth can wear without remorse. There is little self-joy in this self-contemplation operation, nor does it inspire fear, only the lingering sense that things will unfold as they may, and somehow, someway, I will survive. Sometimes I think my big brain is the major obstacle to my sense of happiness and freedom. I take in a lot of negative information on any given day, even with my periodic media fasts. To wit, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration seized more than 379 million doses of illegal fentanyl this year. Enough deadly doses of fentanyl to kill every American, exclaimed the DEA's chief. The drug's staggering proliferation of street fentanyl powder and fentanyl-laced pills, often disguised as ADHD meds or other prescriptions, putting youth especially at risk, clearly shows up in the howering spike in fentanyl-related deaths, up 94% in the last three years. And the news on mental health post-COVID makes me want to climb into bed and cover my head under the sheets. The lifetime prevalence of anxiety disorder in young people is almost one in three, depression almost one in five. The youth suicide rate has been steadily increasing. Since COVID, the already existing problems have been exacerbated across the board, isolation and loneliness being the primary drivers, disruption of circadian rhythms, fear of illness and death, trauma due to the loss of friends and family members. Spikes in emergency department visits for mental health issues and drug overdoses. Post-pandemic rates of anxiety and depression have doubled, even as we are still very much in it. 
It's also becoming clear that long COVID itself is a cause of mental health disorders, whether due to continuing fatigue and other symptoms with loss of ability in various systems or inflammation in the brain itself. The virus does not seem capable of penetrating brain cells, but a combination of neuroinflammation due to its presence in cerebral blood vessels with accompanying microthrombi and cytokine cascades are creating observable damage. So an incredible increase in mood disorders in our society and no doubt some self-medicating behaviors with street drugs with the accompanying risk of fentanyl contamination. We are living in the Brandy Carlisle song, You Can Dance in the Hurricane, But Only If You're Standing in the Eye. I am a digital immigrant, did not grow up in the technological stew that current youth are exposed to. They are digital natives, at home with a variety of electronics and social media as a normal part of what feels like home. A sobering quote from Thomas Friedman in his book, Thank You for Being Late, An Optimist's Guide to Thriving in the Age of Accelerations. Quote, Today, our social media experiences are designed in a way that favors broadcasting over engagements, posts over discussions, shallow comments over deep conversations, close quote. What is clear to me is that given the onslaught of information we are all exposed to and the overwhelming amount of it negatively affecting our psyche, our own mental health requires that we pay attention to these best practices. First, a blanket digital holiday at least once a week with periods of longer media fasting on a regular basis. Second, a community of like-minded beings with whom we can share good news on a regular basis. Tell me something good. Wah, wah. Tell me that you love me. Oh, yeah. Finally, the third leg on the stool of support is quiet, alone time, just being in nature where I focus on the glory of the present moment in gratitude for the precious gift of just being alive on a magical planet. Otherwise, we are truly headed for the twilight zone, a new and disturbing bandwidth of unpredictable change where what we will collectively find is a magnitude of uncertainty with even more dramatically increasing levels of mood disorders, highly destructive to self and society. With a mood disorder, my emotional state is distorted or inconsistent with my circumstances and interferes with my ability to function. Sad, empty, irritable, manic, anxious, aggressive, or hostile. Changes in appetite or sleep patterns. Difficulty concentrating. All good feedback that I'm not keeping in balance, whether diagnosable or not. The opposite of engaged, high energy, and effective. Time to tune out. Wake up, enter the quiet zone. Happy holidays.